Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 101, and this is Holy Week. We are in Holy Week now, and today we're going to do the readings of Thursday of Holy Week of 2021. So, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share I would greatly appreciate it. So let's begin with the prayer of the act of contrition that we say at Mass. Please join me in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, Guardian of Families, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Saint Peter the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Paul the Apostle, pray for us. Saint John the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Mary Magdalene, pray for us. Saint John the Baptist, pray for us. Saint Athanasius, pray for us. Saint Augustine, pray for us. Saint Ambrose, pray for us. Saint Monica, pray for us. And Saint Jerome, pray for us. Saint Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. Saint Benedict, pray for us. Saint Francis of Assisi, pray for us. Saint Thomas More, pray for us. Saint John Fisher, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and one person, one more saint. Saint Michael the Archangel, pray for us and defend us from evil. Almost slipped, almost, but I remember now. Okay, all right. So now we are in Holy Week, uh, Thursday, and let's see the Antiphon prayer. Okay, it's from Revelation, the Book of Revelation, the Apocalypse, chapter one, verse six. Jesus Christ has made us in, into a kingdom, priests for his God and Father. To him be glory, power forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so, all right. Mm, interesting here. And we get to say the Gloria in Excelsis. Wow, all right. So, we are going to say it then. This is uh, for Thursday. Here it is. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, 
Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Wow, I miss. I really do miss that that prayer. It's an amazing how a prayer, uh, especially like the Gloria, you could really miss it. I mean, it's beautiful. Okay, so now this is the Chrism Mass, blessing of the holy oil of the sick and the oil of catechumens. The consecration of the chrism is are carried out by the bishops according to the rite described in the Roman pontifical, uh, um, pontifical, usually on this day at a proper mass to be celebrated during the morning. If, however, it is very difficult for the clergy and the people to go to uh, to gather with the bishop on this day, the chrism mass may be anticipated on another day, but near to Easter. This Mass, which the bishop uh, con-celebrates with his presbyter, should be, as it were, a manifestation of the priest's communion with, the, with their bishop. Accordingly, it is desirable that all the priests participate in it, insofar as it is possible, and during, uh, during it receive communion, even under both kinds, to signify the unity of the presbyters, of the diocese, the priests who can celebrate with the bishop should be from different regions of the diocese. In accordance with the traditional practice, blessing of the, of the holy oil of the sick takes place before the end of the Eucharistic prayer, but the blessing of the holy oil of the catechumens and the consecration of the chrism take place after communion. Nevertheless, for pastoral reasons, it is permitted for the entire rite of blessing to take place after the liturgy of the word. Okay, and remember the ent entrance antiphon is Jesus Christ made us into a kingdom, a priest for his God and Father. To him be glory, power forever and ever. Amen. Revelation or of the apocalypse, that is, chapter 1, verse 6. Okay, so the first reading is from Isaiah 61. Chapter 61, verse 1 to 3, 3 to 6, and then 6 to 8, 8 to 9. The Lord anointed me and sent me to bring glad tidings to the lowly and to give them oil of gladness. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the lowly to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God, to comfort all who mourn, to place on those who mourn in Zion a didium instead of ashes, to give them oil of gladness in place of mourning, a glorious mantle instead of a listless spirit, you yourselves shall be named priests of the Lord. Ministers of our God shall you be called. I will give them their recompense faithfully. A lasting covenant I will make with them. Their descendants shall be renowned among the nations and their offspring among the people. 
All who see them shall acknowledge them as a race the Lord has blessed. Okay. All right. Let's one more time. Isaiah chapter 61. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord anointed me and sent me to bring glad tidings to the lowly and to give them oil of gladness. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the lowly, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the pro to prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God, a comfort to comfort all who mourn, to place on those who mourn in Zion a, di a, di a didium instead of ashes, to give them oil of gladness in place of mourning, a glorious mantle instead of listless spirit. You yourselves shall be named priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. God shall shall you be um, ministers of our God, shall you be called. I will give them their recompense and faithfully a lasting covenant I will make with them. Their descendants shall be renowned among the nations and their offsprings among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them as a race the Lord has blessed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Now the, the response for all Psalm is Psalm 89 and the response is forever. I will sing the goodness of the Lord forever. I will sing the goodness of the Lord forever. I will sing the goodness of the Lord. I have found David, my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him that my hand may always be with him and that my arm may make him strong. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him, and through my name shall his horn be exalted. He shall say of me, You are my Father, my God, the Rock, my Savior. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. It's only two verses. So let's read it one more time straight through. Psalm 89. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him. That my hand may always be with him and that my arm may make him strong. My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And through my name shall his horn be exalted. He shall say of me, you are my father, my God, the rock, my God, the rock, my savior. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Okay. And uh, let's look at this a little bit since it's a very, um, very uh, short responsorial psalm. I have found David my servant. Now, yes, it's talking about King David historically. But also, David, remember, is a prototype of Christ. Um, and David, the name David, actually, the, the letters of the name uh, in Hebrew spell out 14. The number 14, if you remember in the book of Matthew, uh, 14 generations, the letters that stand out in David's name can also spell uh, uh spell out, I guess you can say, lack of a better word, the number 14. And David also means beloved, uh, God's beloved. Um, and that's what he was. He was beloved of God. It also points to Jesus. 
Uh, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil, I have anointed him. Uh, one who is anointed is a Messiah, Messiah. And also in Greek, it means Christos, anointed, where we get the word Christ from. That my hand may always be with him and that my arm may make him strong. Arm, the right arm, the right arm of the Lord will is, is your strength. My faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And through my name shall his horn be exalted. The horn of a bull, it's a, it's a type of a symbol in the ancient world, the middle uh a horn because the bull is a very strong powerful animal um especially a ram and also uh the people believed the bull was a very strong powerful animal so it represented the land and uh and they believed like baal baal is a form of a bull remember the israelites made image of a bull a cow or a calf with horns and that represented strength and God used that same symbol, the same language, which is the language of, of mortal men, uh, a, a horn, like the horns of an altar. And it was also in the temple and even with the, with the uh, proto-movable temple of, of Moses and Aaron, a basin filled with water for the priest to wash in. And it had bulls made of bronze and it pointed north, south, east, west. And it's, it basically symbolized the strength and power of God. God can take these symbols from pagan cultures and adopt them and make it his own since he's the one who created the bull. So, and remember the, the, um, the Israelites also used a horn, uh, uh, the shofar horn, um, uh, to blow, to blow and call people to prayer. So these symbolisms, they're, they're language symbols that God used to communicate and he used it to his own um to communicate to human beings in human language which as the as the catechism also says all right so let's move on to the next reading all right the second reading is a reading from the book of revelation or the book of the apocalypse chapter 1 verse 5 to 8 all right the Rev book of revelation that was given to the apostle john Christ has made us into a kingdom of priests for his God and Father. A reading from the book of the Apocalypse. Grace to you and peace from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and ruler of kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom of priests, for his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming amid the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. All the people of the earth will lament him. Yes, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and who was and who is to come the Almighty. Okay, one more time, a reading from the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse, to St. John. Grace to you and peace from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the, ruler of the kings of the earth, 
to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom of priests for his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming amid the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. All the peoples of the earth will lament him. Yes, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Okay, so uh, the book of Revelation is one of my favorite books and is also the most difficult one uh, to comprehend and understand. And you're not going to understand it and comprehend it if you don't understand biblical language. And the only way you're going to understand biblical language is you have to put time to read the Bible. You have to put time to read the Bible. You should take time to listen um, to great Bible teachers like Scott Hahn, Dr. Taylor Marshall, um, and there's many, many others, many good ones, many, many good uh, uh, census fidelium. Uh, there's good priests on there that will help to explain the language and symbolism. And yes, I'll, I'll listen to a few Protestants. I'll listen to a few uh, Protestant theologians discuss things. I'll even listen to some programs like the National Geographic or, uh, or um, even the History Channel with caution. Of course, both the National Geographic and the History Channel with some caution and even with some Protestant ministers. Um, the reason why is, is because one, uh, first of all, you're going to get scholars that are going to be completely, uh, will try to undermine church teaching and that you should be careful. If, let's say, like a Protestant minister or Protestant theologian or scholar who is relatively orthodox within the within the Protestant spectrum and respects church history, respects the church fathers, respects um, the the even makes mention or quotes Catholic uh, theologians like Thomas Aquinas or many others, um, Orthodox, uh, Eastern Orthodox, I, I respect someone like that. I respect someone who treats the Christians of the apostolic uh, church, the Catholic church with respect. You, you, you know, you have to. And I, and, and even sometimes you might even get some Catholics that will make references to Prot to Protestant scholars who would respect, uh, like for example, the former Protestant John, uh, St. John Henry Newman. He was a Protestant and he loved the Gospel of John and I believe he loved the book of Revelation. I even have a book uh, I'm going to try to do one day after Easter, uh, read the whole thing. We're going to go through it together by John Henry Newman. It's, it's a book that you have to really uh, respect. One, I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm going to repeat it again in the future. It is the Apostle John who wrote it. Okay. It is not another John. It is the Apostle John who wrote this. Reason why is, here's the thing. There's a, there's a quite a few uh, references he uses. One, he refers to him as the lamb that was slaughtered. In St. John's Gospel, Jesus is referred to as the lamb 
the Lamb of God. And he uses another interesting key here we can we can say here, all right? He refers to um all right, Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us, the term who who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Okay? The blood of the lamb. Is uh, John makes references. Uh you must eat and drink, you must eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood. Blood. Okay, and uh, he has something else here that he says here. Um, Behold, he's coming amid the clouds. This is making a reference to uh, the book of Daniel. Um, and then here, this part here, or every eye will see him, but this is the part that stands out. Even those who pierced him. Uh, Jesus got pierced on the side after he expired. The Roman soldier, uh, traditionally called Longinus, pierced him to the side. And then John the Apostle makes a reference. Behold, uh, you know, you know, the, you know, the they looked upon him who was pierced. He quotes uh I can't remember which prophet. It might have been Zechariah, uh Zach, the book the book of the prophet Zechariah. They will look upon him and mourn for him who has been pierced. Okay. This is John. John himself, uh, obviously, it's his vocabulary, his style of speech, his style of language. He uses, he's not afraid to use the word like um, love to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins. He always makes reference, um, you know, uh, Jesus, he said, I, you know, if you do not believe in me, you will die in your sins. Um, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Uh, blood. Pierced. These are things that that even uh, that that Jesus has used, and John uses it. Uh, he he uses the words of the vocabulary of Jesus in his gospel, and he uses make he always makes reference to the lamb, to the Passover, the blood of the lamb. Uh, you know, pierced. He always uses this, and you know he always uses this kind of language, and we know it's him. So. Don't let anybody fool you. There's even many other forms of language that that we you know we can't touch upon right now. But we're gonna go over it. We're gonna go over it, and it is definitely John the Apostle. All right, let's move on to um to the gospel. All right, the verse before the gospel is from Isaiah chapter sixty-one, verse one. Uh, and it's cited in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. Once more, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, he, because of which he has anointed me. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read what was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. 
to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has set me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eye the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, all right, uh, let's read it one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, it's very interesting. You see that Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me, he has sent me to bring glad tidings to the lowly, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to release the prisoners, to announce the year of favor from the Lord, a day of vindication by our God, to comfort all who mourn, to place on those who mourn in Zion a didium instead of ashes, to give them oil of gladness to play, uh, in place of mourning. And then here, now, it's interesting. You look at this and you wonder, uh, there's a slight little difference in the way it's, uh, it's read. Why is what Jesus is reading and what, Ma what we read in Matthew seem different? It's because what is quoted in the Gospel of St. Luke uh, comes from the Subduagent, the uh, Greek version of Isaiah. It's the same Isaiah, but... It's interesting that the gospel writers has the Greek version and not the Hebrew version. Um, now, why is that? Well, it, the truth is that that was it was uh, the Greek version was well was well known. But did Jesus read the Greek version in his synagogue? Most likely, he was well aware of it. And did did they have a Hebrew version? Yeah, they must have had the Hebrew version. The truth is, it was probably interchangeable. I know a lot of scholars may disagree with that, a lot of uh, modernist scholars, but the fact is, Jesus did have to, he had to know Greek. Since there was a Greek city not far away from Nazareth, Nazareth was loaded with, uh, Galilee was loaded with Greeks and Greek-speaking Jews. I mean, Hellenistic culture was, was everywhere. 
It was impossible to escape it, and Jesus would have to have known Greek and spoken Greek fluently as well as Hebrew and Aramaic. That he was a trilingual person, most definitely. Did he know Latin? Maybe, maybe he. I mean, he, being the Lord God, he could speak it most definitely. But Greek was the language, and even in the streets of Rome, in some parts, Greek was probably a lot more spoken than Latin, or just equally as spoken. But it don't don't get troubled by that. A lot of times, Isaiah scroll. The, the Greek version, the Subduagent, was looked on by many Jews as divinely inspired. And a lot of times it was used as a commentary uh, and it was used as, as, a, as part of the teaching lesson. It was not considered uh, it was not considered something maybe as equal to Hebrew, but it was most definitely popular. Isaiah scroll, as the Isaiah, the Greek version of Isaiah was dominant. It was all over the place. And then, of course, we have, going back to the book of Revelation, why is this pa- passage from the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation, otherwise known as, put here? Well, because the Jesus in the book of Revelation and the Jesus in the Gospel of John, all right, it's the same Jesus. And what do we learn from here? We read about him releasing the captives. Well, let's see in the book of Revelation. Grace to you and peace from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler, uh, ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, who has made us into a kingdom of priests for his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he's coming amid the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. All the people of the earth will lament will lament him. Yes, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and who was and who is, who is, who is to come, the Almighty. Now, Jesus Christ is God. That's what John is telling us here. Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead. He is as the son of man, the son of God. He is the first one to rise and who will overcome death. Now, people would say, well, didn't he resurrect Lazarus? Didn't he resurrect the little girl? Didn't he resurrect the widow of Naim's son? Yes, but they were they came back to this life. Jesus, when he resurrected, didn't just come back to this life. He resurrected to in his humanity completely to the eternal and divine life because he is God. And so therefore death and there is no sin in him at all. So he is the faithful one. He is the one who still releases the captives, those who are imprisoned in their sins. He still gives sight to the blind. He still releases the captives and even liberates people's spirits from guilt of sin. He is the Lord God. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God. Jesus is the Lord God. Okay, and you know, it's it's obvious, and he is the one who is pierced by by the fact that he he still shows us his 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 markings on his hands, his feet, and his side is because he's still interceding for us. He is still the intercessor. He is still, he will always be interceding to liberate us from our sins. He is the same Jesus 
even before, because he existed with the Father, he is the, the one who, who, the incarnate word, he is the Jesus who appeared in the in, uh, John the Baptist at the Jordan River. He is the Jesus who, who went into the desert and uh, fought with the devil. He is the Jesus who, who showed up at the synagogue and liberates us. And he is the Jesus who rose from the dead, who was crucified and rose from the dead. He liberates us. He is still our liberator. He is still our savior. He will always be our savior. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's end it here. Let's say the prayer first uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. All right, I'm going to get back with part two of Holy Thursday, which is the Lord's Supper. So I haven't forgotten. I'm not going to do the one for the readings for the priestly renewal of the promises since... Um, it's okay. We don't need to do that. We need to focus on the scriptural readings. And so we're going to do the readings for the Lord's Supper. So God bless and I'll be back soon. Amen. <laughs>